I told them that making a statement like that would be an open abnegation of my faith. And I was not going to do that. I was fired from the GSA commentary team. I sat in my chair. And I cried. That was Markinator99, a professional gamer, a Super Mario 64 speedrunner, and a three-year veteran commentator for the GSA, the Global Speedrun Association. Believe it or not, that's a real thing. And, well, he's a former commentator anyway. We'll hear more from him in a bit coming up as I discuss cancel culture and the targeting of Christians right now. It's a me, Mario. Let's go, boys. Hey, welcome to Renewed Mindsets, where we study the basics of the faith through the lens of our middle-aged experiences. I'm Rick. Welcome to the show where I help you Gen Xers and Millennials navigate spiritually through a world that looks nothing like we expected back when cars were square and mullets were totally awesome. I am so glad you're here. So the world's getting crazier and crazier, and we wonder... Why is that? Well, as Christians, we're to blame for a good bit of it. I mean, as more and more of our traditional values are banned or canceled, uh, we can see the belief in Christianity on the decline. And with the loss of Christ's influence in America, we're seeing the rise in Christ's enemies' influence. Now, all through society, we're seeing a strong pushback when it comes to speaking out against abortion or the LGBTQ agenda. And people who hold these views are immediately labeled as promoting hate speech or they're problematic, I hate that word, or they're homophobic, which is not a fair representation of their beliefs. And another trend that I've noticed is the cultural shift towards downplaying biological differences in gender roles. You know, the women sports that have men participating in what would normally be a female sport. It's just ridiculous. Facebook, man, they offer 56 different ways for individuals to identify their gender, including options like um, agender, transgender, MTF. I don't even know what that is. Pangender. Now, this move towards inclusivity is certainly commendable if it was done for any other reason than what it's being done for. But it's led to some absurdities. Like Apple, they introduced a pregnant man emoji. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Some people see this as progress. Others find it difficult to accept as normal and true. It's kind of disheartening to see how the concept of free speech seems to be fading away. The founding fathers of this country saw freedom of speech as a fundamental right. And one that derived not from the government, but from our creator. They even enshrined this in the First Amendment of the Constitution, along with freedom of religion and the press. Now, these freedoms have allowed Americans to freely express themselves on a wide range of issues for over two centuries. But in recent years, we've seen a decline in the respect for this right. 
It was once referred to as political correctness in the 90s, and now it's become an expectation enforced by a progressive thought police. Speaking out against it? Now, that can lead to some harsh societal backlash, and in some cases, even legal consequences. We're living in a time where there's like a wave of woke culture, and that wave has swept over us, and it stifles free speech, and it labels certain opinions as unacceptable. Now, the rise of social media has also played a big role in the erosion of free speech. Now, traditionally, the American media has stood up for this principle. But now there's so much evidence that they, too, want to limit what can be said. Religious and conservative perspectives are frequently censored. They're silenced in this current media landscape. And that's concerning for the future of free expression. And did you know that more than two-thirds of Americans are on social media? We've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. There's a whole bunch of others. Now, people use these platforms to connect with friends and family and coworkers and everybody else. But here's the thing. As these platforms have become so popular, they've also become really powerful. And unfortunately, they've kind of crossed the line into censorship. They manipulate our political and cultural thoughts. That's not cool. Especially when it comes to religious and conservative expression, these platforms like Facebook and their big shot corporate leaders, they're not too fond of it. Facebook, for example, they've got this army of content monitors, and they're in charge of filtering out hate speech right? But it ends up just being religious or conservative content. The problem is they end up canceling anything that has religious, traditional, or conservative views. It's pretty obvious that these tech giants have some serious biases, and they're all wrapped up in this woke culture. They lean so far to the left, and they're using their own biases as a way to control what information we see and what they censor. That's a lot of power in their hands. I mean, just look at what happened to President Trump a few years ago. Twitter banned him when he spoke up about voter fraud in the 2020 election. And it's not just Twitter, but Facebook and YouTube, which is owned by Google, are known for blocking and deleting conservative and religious content all the time. And they claim to be fair, but religious groups are reporting their posts being deleted or hidden from view. Or now they call it shadow banning. Even the big search engines, Google, Bing, Yahoo, DuckDuckGoose, whatever that thing is, they're being accused of manipulating search results. And what are they hiding? Conservative and religious stuff. They call it misinformation, but it's really just news that doesn't fit into their agenda. Now that brings us back to Markinator 99. All that that we're about to hear started on Twitter, on his personal account. Now, from here, I'm going to refer to him as Mark, mainly because he might want to listen to this with his kids one day and not get eye rolls, like I did when my kids found out that I used to be Big Booty Smacker 68 on Yahoo Messenger.
So what started all this, Mark? A while back, I saw a post from a Twitter user named Philly TV who invoked his Catholic beliefs to affirm the idea that love is love. And as long as you don't intentionally hurt somebody, everything is fine. And as a fellow Christian, we are called to correct our fellow brothers in Christ where we see them misrepresenting the teachings of Jesus and the Bible. Okay. So I heard you say correct other people. So now I'm assuming that this was like a cage match in wrestling where you had people coming out from every different direction and it was just a a free-for-all. At no point was I demeaning nor did I attack anybody. We went back and forth for a few tweets where I made it clear that I was not against this person or anybody, but the Bible does teach that sexual immorality is a sin and sin takes us further away from God, which is the whole point in Christianity. I was very calm and respectful throughout the whole conversation while maintaining my defense of the Bible and its teachings. Once the conversation was over, Philly even got back to me and thanked me for maintaining a level-headed conversation. And even though we disagree, there is no hard feelings from which I completely agree. So that sounds pretty tame. And it sounds like it ended without any issues. How did it get to the point that it's at? What happens next? So I'm going to go ahead and get into the conversation that I had with the two heads of GSA, Milo and Cheese. Milo and Cheese. Big booty smacker 68's not sounding too bad right now. I received a message from Milo asking to have a conversation with me over Discord. Of course, I accepted this invitation and had a respectful conversation with both Milo and Cheese. So what happens next is totally absurd. In this conversation, I was told that somebody complained about me and that my words over Twitter made them feel unsafe. Nobody ever reached out to me prior to this Discord conversation, and this was the first time I heard of my Twitter conversation making somebody feel unsafe. Conversation soon boiled down to a discussion about trans ideology, and that is the identity of the person who claimed I made them feel unsafe. So it's not even the person that Mark was talking to that was offended. It was some observer to this conversation somewhere in the world. Let's just say it was the United States. Somebody who wasn't even involved in this conversation. A bystander. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, I just want to tell you about an incredible podcast that has truly impacted my life. It's Christ Alone Podcast. It's not your average show. It goes above and beyond to combat false doctrines that twist the true message of God and the amazing character of Christ. It's hosted by two friends of mine, Stevens and Angie, and each week they equip you and empower you and encourage you for a world that seems to be moving further away from God every single day. You can find their episodes and all their resources at ChristAlonePodcast.com. And they're available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so it's real convenient to hear them wherever you are. Join me and countless others that join in every week to listen to Christ Alone Podcast. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Dive deep into truth and let the transformative power of Christ lead you towards a brighter future. With Christ Alone Podcast. 
I explained to them that I don't agree with the ideology, but I believe God created us in his image and with a purpose. If somebody attempts to recreate themselves in their own image instead of the image that God created for them, it ultimately takes that person away from God and for the purpose that he has for their life. This is not a position of hatred. It is a biblically-based position that is in favor of people knowing God along with the purpose that he has for their life so that you may live a purpose-filled life of fulfillment and peace. So that's a very mature way of looking at it. What did uh, Milo and Cheese have to say about that? Neither Milo nor Cheese disagreed with the sentiments but ultimately sided with the trans ideology. Under the proposition that trans people are more likely to kill themselves if they are not affirmed in their identity. So what was their solution? It, it sounds like they caved. I mean, it sounds like they didn't even disagree with you. And they didn't really disagree with, with anything, didn't agree, disagree with any kind of sentiments. Um, but ultimately, they, they were siding with, with the, the trans uh, community and, and gave me the ultimatum of, uh, well, you can either say that there's nothing wrong with the, the gay and trans ideology uh, or be fired. That's pretty bold and brazen, isn't it? Yes. It was at this point where it was made clear that I either publicly state that there is nothing wrong with the trans ideology or be let go from the commentary team, a position that I've held for the past three years. I told them that I have been and will be nothing but respectful towards people who hold these views. But I cannot ultimately state or agree with the idea that this is the best thing for people for reasons already stated. I told them that making a statement like that would be an open abnegation of my faith, and I was not going to do that. Introducing a new daily podcast written and produced to jumpstart your day with wisdom from God. Wisdom for the day. This daily meetup is a way you can learn everything about wisdom from a biblical perspective. The book of Proverbs is all about wisdom from the wisest man in the Bible, King Solomon. Covering one to a few verses a day, each episode is around three to five minutes. A quick fill-up of your wisdom to start your day or end it. And by the end of the year, you will have heard and understand the entire book of Proverbs. Visit wisdomfortheday.org and listen there. Or hit follow for your favorite podcast app. So in so many words, you pled your case to your bosses and you've stood up for what you believed in. So what happens now? Soon after, we sadly said our goodbyes and the deed had been done. I was fired from the GSA commentary team. Heartbroken and with nothing more I could do, I sat in my chair and I cried. Man, I really, really hate that for you, but I've got to commend you. There's not a lot of people that would take that stand that you did. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were wanting me to say something I didn't believe. Well, dude, you're just so matter of fact about it. Praise God. You are a man of God and you stood up for what's right. That's it. Praise God, man. You stood up for Jesus Christ. <laughs> Praise God. Angels in heaven are singing about Markinator 99. <laughs> I mean, I don't want you to think I'm sitting here making jokes about it. But this is the kind of thing that Christians are going to have to do more and more of as the next months and years go on, looking the enemy in the eye and saying, no, dude, you're doing it now. It, you're cutting edge. That's what it's about. You're like leading the way. 
Well, I've known you since you were seven, so I'm proud of you. It's all good. Well, I know your dad's proud. He's going to be wanting to take you on his business trips and introduce <laughs> you to all the people that he has to speak to. That's that's a lie. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> you don't know that. I do know that. He's making t-shirts right now with your picture on it and an arrow pointing over where you're standing <laughs> saying, I'm with him. All right. Let me pull this back in. I don't make a big joke about everything, but this is pretty serious. So the last I checked, there's people on these threads that are calling for your cancellation in so many words. It just makes me laugh. Maybe we'll have time to talk about that. My generation looking at this from the outside, just thinking that y'all are nuts for even putting up with it. But this cancel culture, I mean, what is it? Why did, why is it? And how could this happen? Uh, there's a few reasons, uh, you know, we have a cancel culture, probably, uh, you touched on one of them and that's being, uh, where, you know, a lot of people are, are being told that, uh, you know, the mainstream way of thinking nowadays, um, has to be validated. Um, you know, the, 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 woke ideologies, the people who are part of it, um, trans people specifically, um, you know, have a high rate of depression and it is extrapolated from that, that they are then more likely to commit suicide. And then it's extrapolated from that to say that it's all because people are not accepting of them. And so therefore everybody needs to be accepting or else you're killing people. Dude, that is such a big leap. There's always been people who are extra sensitive that went to extremes like suicide over things like bullying, and I'm not minimizing it, but it seems like we have a whole generation that's like that. Uh, and that's that's a really important point that you hear all the time and, you know, it gets, gets brought up uh, in talks and stuff. Maybe you hear uh, a protester or something yell out, you're killing people. Your speech is killing somebody. That's what they mean. They're extrapolating on extrapolation of data that doesn't even probably mean what they say it means. Because, um, you know, there's there could be a bunch of reasons um, for that data um, being the way that it is. So basically, it's like we're being told, you must validate me and believe my fantasy or else. But yeah, so you're you're being forced to validate something that you don't believe in. Uh, you're then being told that if you don't validate it, uh, that you're probably hurting somebody. You're probably, you know, causing them to commit suicide, uh, which is a, a crazy thing to put on somebody who simply thinks that, there's a God out there who thinks that they have, you have a purpose and you were made with meaning and you don't have to chemically or physically alter yourself to fulfill that. You don't need to do that. Uh, if, but if you say that, all of a sudden you're killing somebody, which is such an insane thing to say. Um, but that's, that's the mainstream idea. That's why it's so important to not platform people, to not give people any kind of say. If somebody does think this way, you have to get rid of them. So that's it, huh? And in this case, I think that's the that is the main reason for for the cancel culture being the way that it is. Um, but beyond that, uh, I think I think it is just like a group mentality type deal of people 
needing to be validated. They're not secure in, in, in who they are, um, despite them saying otherwise. Uh, and um, they feel that sense of importance from being validated by others. And when they stop feeling that way, it's not their fault for not being secure in who they are. It's the other person's fault for making them feel insecure. And and nobody's correcting them on that. Okay. So how is somebody like me or people in my generation that look at this like it's like it's not even real? I mean, you watch the news and you hear or you roll scroll through Facebook and you hear these stories. And I sit back and think this is this has got to be fiction. There's no way that this could be real. How are we supposed to connect with young people with this ideology? And I realize it's not all just young people, but there are some older people that have jumped on this bandwagon. The majority of it is a younger generation. How are we supposed to connect with them? Uh, Well, you have to meet them where they're at. Uh, like Jesus meets us where we're at. Uh, you're never going to walk up to somebody who's who's acting in a particular way. You're never going to talk to somebody who's addicted to drugs and goes, quit doing drugs. God doesn't like that. And they're going to be like, oh, you're right. I'm going to stop doing drugs. Like, no. And it's not going to work for gay people either. Like, it's just not. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about people being born into it to a certain degree. Uh, well, we're all born into sin. Uh, into this sinful world and we're we're pulled by you know multitude of different uh temptations um could be drugs it could be sex uh it could be um you know same sex attraction um and you know we we tend to separate all of that stuff in our minds and we kind of give it hierarchies and whatnot we give some more understandings than the other but ultimately uh the people who you know nowadays are, are finding themselves uh in the gay and, and, you know, LGBTQ category, um, they are being attacked by uh, lust and sinful desires. And nobody is beating them where they're at and saying, hey, it's okay to experience these things. It doesn't mean that it's it's okay to, to engage with it. You know, that's not, that's not what God tells us to do. Um, but it's okay if you have these thoughts. Um, you have to understand that they're not your own. Uh, you have to attempt to, to dwell in that of the thoughts of the Lord um, and, and his, you know, will and his spirit. Uh, but to engage in any sort of thought and to just say, which one, which thought feels the best? That's not the way to go about it because, you know, your, your physical body uh, will desire anything and everything that feels good and brings uh, temporary, what was the word? T- temporary satisfaction. Uh, your body loves that uh, because it gets what it wants and it doesn't, it has no concern for the future. But our mind and our spirit does. Uh, the, the spirit that we have, um, it may, maybe not exactly the one that we have right now, is built for eternity. Um, but, you know, God lives in eternity. And uh, ultimately, we want to meet him there and, and be with him in eternity. And so our, our mind is definitely forward thinking uh, and our body is not. And we have to separate those two things. And that's where a lot of people start to stumble uh, with a, you know, a multitude of different sins, whether it's, like I said, drugs or, or, or lustful desires or, or anything of the sort. Well, listen, Mark, I really appreciate you um, taking time out to come talk to us 
again, kudos to you and your faith. We don't really hear that much, do we? Kudos on your faith. Good job on being faithful. That's it. Praise God, man. Well, before we go, how can people find you? I can imagine there's going to be some people that want to get a hold of you, get your story, might have more people want to interview you. Then again, there might be some people out there that want to uh, do you some real harm. So stay safe. I hope that you feel safe. I don't feel safe. <laughs> That's such a crazy statement, man. We could have harped on that statement more, but for real though, how can uh, how can people find Markinator ninety nine? Yeah, I, you you can you can find me. Uh, my name my name's out there. I'm not com- totally anonymous, so but uh, Markinator ninety nine is my online handle. You can find that pretty much anywhere: Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Um, if you want to hit me up on twitch there is an underscore between markinator 99 it's the only platform that's like that but everything else markinator 99 uh, i should come up and um also uh there'll probably be some content um on um john mark walker on youtube it's just as far as like general videos and stuff there's really not much there at the moment but um uh, if you want to subscribe to my YouTube there, there definitely will be. And probably there'll be at least one or two new videos by the time this airs. So, uh, yeah. John Mark Walker, if you want to know more Christian stuff, the Markinator side is all gaming-related stuff, uh, which will probably have some crossover now that everything's happened. But that's where you can find me. All right. Well, thanks again. <laughs> we got to end this thing because I've had to keep the heat off so that the microphone didn't pick it up and... I'm freezing now. That's the opposite for me. It's hot in here. So yeah. So have a good night. <laughs> All right, man. You have a good night too. It's good talking to you. Say hey to the right. fam. Say hey to the family you too. for me. Appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later. We've heard about the persecution around the world, and it's here in this country now. And sometime in the not-too-distant future, millions of Americans are going to have to choose between their conscience and their jobs at a very minimum. It's messed up. But here's the thing. All of this is leading to something bigger. It's like there's a plan to cancel God from the public arena. It's an endgame where a worldwide government takes control. And this system is against anybody who follows God's word. And most of the world's going to go along with it. But don't be fooled. It's all a front. Together, they're going to wage a war against God's people. And it's going to be a mess. And a lot of people are going to worship the beast. It's all in prophecy, you know. But think about it now. Cancel culture has already done so much to turn all these nations away from biblical morals. We're going down a dark path. It's only going to get worse. And it's a little overwhelming. But here's the thing. Don't lose hope. Even though we can't change the whole world, we can make a difference. If we stand up for God and his ways, we can resist Satan's grip on society and even in our own lives. So let's not give up. Let's keep fighting the good fight. And now... Deep Thoughts with Rick Uhas. 
When people think about traveling to the past, they worry about accidentally changing the present. But no one in the present really thinks they can radically change the future. Hey, I hope you're enjoying these shows as much as I do. I love providing value in the way of conversations and interviews and content. If you've ever sat there in your car and said to yourself, man, I wish there was a way I could help support Rick with his show. Well, today's your lucky day. Your support means the world to me. By supporting Renewed Mindsets, you're not just backing a show. You're fueling those engaging conversations, insightful interviews, and quality content. Your support of this ministry helps me bring God's word to those that may not hear it anywhere else. And you're investing in your own future of listening. Together, let's amplify our voice and keep the conversations flowing. Visit our website at renewedmindsets.com support and be a crucial part of this show. Thank you for making a difference. Well, that's all for this week's show. You know, the name of this show speaks my hope for you. It's taken from the words of Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. If you enjoyed what you heard, do me a favor, please, and tell someone you know about it. Send them a link and a text. You know, you may even need to download it to their phone and show them what a podcast is. If it was valuable to you, it will be to them. Visit RenewedMindsets.com to hear past episodes, read the blog, and check out the new merch. And as always, while you're there, send me a voicemail by clicking the button at the bottom right corner of the main page. Tell me what you think about this show. I just might play it on a future episode. Until next week, I'm Rick. I love you. See ya. The intro and outro music for the Renewed Mindsets podcast is Are You Ready? by Floodgate. From the album, Are You Ready? Copyright 2002, Offbeat Ministries Incorporated. Floodgate can be found on Apple Music and iTunes. Music used with permission. A special shout out goes to Weston McCurry for writing some fresh new music for the podcast. I love it. You'll be hearing more of it. So long, eh, Bowser. The executive producer of Renewed Mindsets is Yelena McClellan. We have two openings for other producers. Visit us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash renewed mindsets for more information.